are, episode three of The Service Station, a podcast from the Riverside County Department of Public Social Services, or DPSS. So glad you're with us. We offer conversation and information that empowers your daily lives. And today we're talking about a significant need across Riverside County, the need for more in-home caregivers. The county is hiring caregivers as our aging population quickly grows. One in five of the county's two and a half million residents is over age 60. That's a population that's expected to increase by more than 250% in coming decades. Now, countywide, about 33,000 caregivers help 40,000 older and dependent adults live safely and independently at home. The Caregivers Work for In-Home Supportive Services, or IHSS. It's a state program administered by Riverside County. We're speaking today with a woman named Christine from the desert area. She relies on IHSS caregivers and joins me now along with one of her caregivers, Nancy Guajardo. Christine and Nancy, thanks so much. Welcome to the service station. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi, this is Christine, and I'm really happy to be able to have this chance to reach out to lots of care providers. Christine, uh, I want to start with you here. Tell us a little bit about just your life circumstances and why you count on having not one, but actually multiple caregivers in your home. Thank you. Yes. Um, My life circumstances are kind of basically that I was not disabled until my mid-20s, and I had a totally different life then. And then I went through a process with the disease that took about 15 years that froze all of my joints and gave me extreme physical disability and uh, visual impairment as well. So uh, I became extremely dependent just to survive. Like I need help with every single thing. And I have experienced both living with uh, uh, live-in care providers and IHSS providers that come in daily. And, and for people just for people who don't know what that is, that's in-home supportive services, right? Thank you. IHSS. Yeah. yeah, that's the care providing program that we're going to be talking about today. And and without that, right now, I would literally be living in an institution, and that would be just horrible for me. I'm, you you have how many care providers typically, and it's not around the clock, right? No, it it's not. But I have three care providers that are in. Uh, different varying shifts so that I'm not left alone too long. Has it been a struggle for you to find an IHSS caregiver specifically during the pandemic? Yes, it has been difficult and very scary. That's why I'm so happy to be here and reach out to people today because this uh, is kind of a calling. It's it's not just a regular job. It's a very personal relationship. And so when I interview a care provider, I have to interview from a lot of different aspects that they have to fit with doing this work with me and my home. And during the pandemic, there's this added layer of I have to make sure that they are practicing safe social distancing or or certainly up until recently. And now they can be vaccinated. So that helps. But I had to not hire a couple that I would have loved to because they were uh, not doing safe practices with COVID. Nancy, I want to bring you in um, here just for a moment. Tell us a little bit about how the two of you met each other. Um, another uh, care provider posted a ad in Facebook, and I responded to it. And I made an appointment with Miss Christine. How long have you been an IHSS caregiver? What is it that motivates you and drives you to do this work? 
Um, I've been a provider since I was 19, and I took a hiatus, and then I returned in 2017, and I'm motivated by giving back. You actually had an encounter, didn't you, with a woman who needed your help. Can you talk with us about what made you decide to go into this line of work? I met a older lady that was a survivor of domestic violence like myself. I had entered a domestic violence shelter and I met her there with my six-week-old daughter and she needed help. Um, she had helped me with my child while I was there and I felt like I needed to give back and she needed help and I moved to Los Angeles where she was located and I started providing services for her. So she opened up a new door to for me while I was going to school. And so you've now been in in-home supportive services caregiver for how long? Um, I would say over 20 years, off and on. Tell us a little bit about what you do for Christine day to day. And what to you is the rewarding part of this job? Um, I start every day by helping Christine um, with her basic needs, as such as her bathroom, showering, providing. Um, preparing her food, um, doing her laundry, changing her sheets. Yeah, day-to-day life. Things that a lot of us take for granted, I should say. Um, And it makes me feel good to help her because I feel like if it was my mother or my grandmother or even my daughter who's also disabled who I care for, I would really appreciate somebody to help them. And... I know that Christine appreciates everything I do because she constantly tells me, thank you. Christine, you connected with Nancy during the pandemic. How did the pandemic impact your search for help? Well, first of all, um, there were very few care providers available through what's called the IHSS registry. That's where when people want to be a care provider and are looking for a client, they register. And uh, then people who administrate the program try to match us up with the provider. And there just weren't any out there. There is such a lack in the desert area of, of providers that there weren't any. So I asked my other care provider, um, who's been with me for six years, by the way, she's an amazing person. I said, can you post this on Facebook? Just don't put any personal details and you can kind of screen the calls. So um, that's what happened. At first, I was reaching out to personal friends and everything. And it was I mean, I couldn't find anyone and certainly not anyone that matched my situation because I require very, very personal care, you know, uh, bowel and bladder care, bathing, stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about um, in terms of, so the registry helps match you with someone who you can trust. But as you just indicated, there really is a tremendous need for more caregivers to apply to do this work. We know that there's a need in communities like Blythe, the Coachella Valley, in Anza, places like that. Tell us a little bit about, you know, when you talk with other people in this line of work, what are some of the stories you hear about the struggle to find a caregiver? Wow. Um, you know, I hear actually a lot from uh, people that are saying, I can't find anyone. And do you know anyone? And it's such a personal match that it, it, it can't be just anyone. You know, I can give them numbers for people that I know of, but 
I don't know enough people that they're going to find a match from that. You have to have someone that's fairly close to you in location. You have to have someone that's kind of like-minded, that's not diametrically opposed to your religious or political beliefs. And you you also um, have to match with, say, age. Or for me, I uh, insist on a female care provider because of the personal nature of my work. So it's just a very unique individual relationship, and you need to be able to interview multiple people. And the nice thing about it, too, is that though if a care provider doesn't like the client they're working with, they can also just, you know, give their notice and find a different client. But as you were indicating also, uh, the relationship is so key here. Yes. Because this is more than a job. It is absolutely more than a job. Um, The care providers that stay with me, they are like family members. They're extended family to me. I have no family. And um, so I am very, very dependent on my care providers in order to survive. And we're with each other many hours of the day. So we have to be able to be on good terms with each other, not get into friction, be able to work smoothly in all kinds of different situations. And uh, that is something that takes practice and it takes the right match. It's very important because if there's no mutual respect, it doesn't work. I've had clients before that were really uh, mean and surly and I've had to give notice and it just didn't work and I felt bad because I truly wanted to help them and it works both ways. Sometimes the providers aren't very nice to the clients and the clients are able to say this isn't working. So they split up, you know, it's like any relationship. If there's no mutual respect, it won't work. You know, and I treat all my clients like family. I've had clients that I've provided things for because they didn't have it. They have no families. You know, a lot of them are solo and they have nobody to rely on. This is uh, just a terrific conversation with both of you. And uh, I really appreciate it. We're going to continue our conversation here uh, with Christine as well as Nancy in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Some department news now. If you apply for or manage food, cash, and health coverage benefits online, heads up. Change is coming for both customers and our department. Riverside County is joining a brand new statewide online system at the end of September. This is a big upgrade. It'll help us process benefits you qualify for smarter, faster, and more efficiently. Right now, online customers use the See for Yourself website to apply for and manage benefits, but that will be upgraded to Benefits Cal, and it'll be easier than ever to apply, upload documents, view your case status, report changes, and renew your benefits all online anytime. Again, this is happening at the end of September, and you can learn more at BenefitsCal.com. In other news, if you're interested and you're able to get a COVID-19 vaccine, there are many opportunities at mobile vaccination clinics across Riverside County, including at DPSS locations. You can sign up or just walk up. You'll find clinic locations and times on the public health website. Visit our partners there at rivcoph.org. Back to our conversation now with Christine and Nancy Guajardo. Christine has disabilities and relies on multiple caregivers to live safely at home. These caregivers are from In-Home Supportive Services, or IHSS, 
and Nancy is one of three caregivers helping Christine. They're both with me now. You had mentioned a moment ago about um, the importance of giving back for you. Is that what keeps you coming back to this line of work day after day? Yes, it does. Um, as I told you, I have an associate's degree in business management with accounting. So a majority of my money does come from my accounting degree and my business um, for accounting. But I feel like for everyone that helped me out when I was down and out from my situation, I feel that I need to give back. You know, that that's my way of giving back. And it's the only way you can. You know, a lot of people think that caregivers um, are people that this is the only job they can get, and it's not. A lot of care providers that I know have CNA degrees, are LVNs, RNs, but they choose to give back. You know, they can easily say, oh, I can go get a job and work $26 an hour, but in-home supportive services is for those that want to give back and help those, and that's what I want to do. You know, I have a daughter that's disabled, and I would hope to God if anything ever happened to me that somebody would take care of my daughter and treat her with the same respect that I treat everybody else with. You obviously are fully aware about the need is great for more IHSS caregivers, for people who are listening to this right now, maybe even on the fence about whether to apply. What would you say to them? If you give it a chance, it would be the greatest decision you ever made. Because just as much as we give to them, our clients give back to us. There's been many days that I've had issues where I talk to Christine like she's my big sister and she gives me great advice. And I walk out of here feeling 10 times lighter. Just so that you know, it's, it's so much more personal than the normal employee-employer relationship. And that is both the good side and the bad side of it is that it, you have to find that good match. But the beauty of this program is that it lets you keep trying until you find the right match and go with the right person. Uh, like Nancy was saying, when we found each other, um, it was there were a lot of things that lined up. And she makes my day brighter. I feel so much uh, less vulnerable and less depressed because I can talk to her and I know she's coming or she's here to help me with my physical needs. And so if you're that kind of person, this is kind of a calling. It's it's not like uh, just a regular job. And because of that, it's very, very rewarding when you, when you get in the right relationship. Is there anything else that maybe either one of you wanted to add that I didn't ask? Oh, wow. There's so much that I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, I have been... Um, active in helping the IHSS program since before we even had a union representing IHSS care providers. They worked for eight seventy-five an hour, had no benefits, nothing. And um, it's come a really long way. Now, you know, it is a living wage. And I think one thing is, is that still needs a lot of work is basically that care providing is not recognized. It's like family members, people in the public, they kind of look at it like it's a menial job, and it's not. It's one of the most important jobs on the planet, particularly right now, because the aging population is getting bigger and bigger. And people like myself who are disabled, we have additional 
issues other than aging. So it's, it's always going to be a very important profession or calling. And uh, I, I really want to welcome you to try out the program, see if you like it, and uh, welcome. <laughs> if you're thinking about doing this, I suggest you try it. It is rewarding, um, and you won't regret it. I want to thank both of you for uh, coming on the service station. Wow, thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate this opportunity. And thanks for having me, and I hope that this helps to open up the doors for more care providers. If you're an older adult or you have disabilities and you need an in-home caregiver, you can apply at riversideihss.org or call this number. Go ahead and grab a pen and paper. And here it is. It's the IHSS home line. You can call the number at 1-888-960-4470. Again, 1-888-960-4470. Call Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. And by the way, that same phone number works for those who want to apply to become an IHSS caregiver. Right now, the caregivers make $14.50 an hour and earn more if they work on call. You don't need caregiving experience. This job offers free training, paid sick leave, also flexible schedules, and caregivers can qualify for health and dental benefits through the United Domestic Workers Union. By the way, applicants do need to pass a background check, be able to perform personal care services, and provide transportation. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Service Station. You can find English and Spanish episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and now on our website at rivcodpss.org. Also, don't forget, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Rivco DPSS. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Stop by again soon.